0: we give you all the praise hallelujah, hallelujah 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 thank hallelujah what a joy what a privilege for us to be in the presence of the lord to be partakers of the word of life father we thank you thank you for your angelic presence thank you holy spirit you are here with us to you be all the glory to you be all the honor We honor you, we love you, we thank you. Thank you and thank you and thank you. In Jesus' precious name, hallelujah. Amen. We are excited to be bringing to you the word of life. It's a new month, the month of August, hallelujah. I believe God has great things in store for you this month. Praise the Lord. So this month, we are going to be running a series which we have captioned, The Father's Love. Hallelujah. The Father's Love. And I want you to please stay with us, be partakers of this series. Because at the end of this series, we are going to understand the power of his love. And not our love, for him but the power of his love and i believe this is one area so many christians are still struggling to understand they are still struggling to understand the power of the love of the father they do understand the love of the father thank you jesus so please stay with us as we go into the word of God. Now, there is this notion in the New Testament about us loving the Lord with all our heart, with all our strength, with all our might. And it's it's, it's a teaching that we have, you know, they've, they've taught us to love God with all our heart. And I believe that, There's nothing wrong with that teaching. It's just that that scripture that they are quoting was actually in the Old Testament. It was part of the law that was given to the children of Israel. And you can find that in Matthew 22. A lawyer came to Jesus and asked him a question. He said, Master, which is the great commandment of the law? I want you to pay attention. He said, said, what is the great commandment of the law? So he used the word the law. So that commandment was not a commandment of grace. It was a commandment of the law. So let's just go there and see things for ourselves. Matthew 22. Let's go to the gospel of Matthew 22. The Father's love hallelujah now in the natural it is a desire of every little child to experience the father's love in the house the father's love is the approver of the acceptance of the children they they always strive to get his approval the father's approval by way of the Father showing love. Praise the Lord. It is so important. It is one reason why in our society today so many families are torn apart. So many children have not been able to fulfill their destinies because of the Father's love. The Father's love is missing and it has affected so many individuals, so many families, so many children. And I believe God knowing that our society was going to be corrupt like this, ordained this unto our benefit, that he was going to show us the unconditional love, his unconditional love. And by that love, we will be able to fulfill our destinies here on earth. Praise the Lord. So that's the reason why we need to understand his love for us. When we understand his love for us, then it will be easy to love him back. Praise the Lord. But if we are told to love him without understanding his love, then it becomes a one-way traffic and it becomes a hard task for us. We need to first of all understand his love for us. And then when we understand his love for us and we embrace his love for us, then we will intend to be able to love him. Praise the Lord. Matthew twenty two, verse. Oh, let me start from verse thirty four going. Matthew twenty two, verse thirty four going. And when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, now these were people were constantly arguing with him. They were constantly tempting Jesus. You know, trying to prove that they understand the law. They were always trying to prove that they know the Lord. They know the scriptures. This group of people were called the Sadducees. Sadducees. So the Pharisees heard that Jesus put the Sadducees to silence when they were gathered together. Then one of them, this is a Pharisee, one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law so underline the word in the law which is the great commandment in the law so this commandment that we are about to talk about was a commandment given under the law not under grace unfortunately a lot of preachers are not able to separate grace from the law they are still mixing the preaching of the law and grace they still mix the two together. And because they are mixing the two together, it has become impossible for believers to grow in their faith. It has become impossible for believers to grow in the love of the Father. Uh, The preaching of the law and the preaching of the grace is one major reason so many Christians cannot walk in faith. It's one major reason so many Christians cannot receive their answers to their prayers because in one aspect they have a law mentality in another aspect they have a grace mentality and these two mentalities are crushing each other these two mentalities are fighting each other praise the lord so here you will notice that preachers will preach would pick this creature and then they will begin to bash this using this creature they'll begin to bash so many christians it is written, you must love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your this. And, and because you don't love God, because you don't love God, that is why things are not happening. That is why this and this is not happening. I must have I've preached this way before. I have preached this way. I have used this scripture. I have, oh man, uh, I think under the law, they would have given me a plus for preaching the law. But until God started to open my eyes to understand you know, how to separate the law from grace. and This is one reason why I'm doing everything that I could or I can to, to make sure that, you know, to go back and reteach some of the things that are taught in the past, you know, to bring it into the light of grace, to bring it under the power of grace. And as New Testament believer, your power is in the grace of God. Your power is in the grace of God. Praise the Lord. As a New Testament believer, your power is where? Your power is in the grace of God. Your power is in the grace of God. Hallelujah. That is why Romans five seventeen 17 says that how much more those of us who have received abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. It's an abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. It's a we shall reign here on earth. So if you look at Matthew 22, verse 36, the question that the law, the, the lawyer asked Jesus, he said, Master, which is the great commandment of the law? Which is the great commandment of the law? He didn't say of the grace, he said of the law. So we know that this commandment has to do with the law and not grace. This commandment did not make it through grace. It did not pass through grace. It did not pass through the cross. Praise the Lord. Look at it. Look at verse 37. Jesus said unto him. Now, because Jesus said this, most people think that this is what, this is still a commandment that is binding to the New Testament believer because Jesus said it. Oh, well, if if that's the case, if because Jesus said that thou shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. If the, if what, because Jesus said it and be, because Jesus said it, it is a New Testament commandment for us to do it. Then how come that when Jesus said that one of, if one of your eye is causing you to sin, pluck it out, it is better to go to heaven with one eye than to end up in hell with two eyes. How many of us have obeyed Jesus in that area? And don't tell me that your eyes never cause you to sin. Okay, after all, Jesus said it. When Jesus said, if you look at a woman lustfully, you've already committed adultery. How many men have fallen short of this scripture? How many men can say that they haven't looked at a woman lustfully? How many men? How many bishops? How many apostles? How many prophets? How many teachers? How many evangelists can claim that? Nobody passed that test but Jesus said it. So why are we disobedient to Christ? Amen. So we must understand the teachings of Jesus Christ in the light of the law. In the light of what? The law. There were certain things Jesus said, Jesus quoted and said those things under the law, not under grace. Hallelujah. Under the law and not under what? And not under grace. And then you see some preachers and believers who won't take their time and ask the Holy Spirit to teach them. They will get their scriptures like this and use it wrongly and teach their people. And it is one reason so many Christians cannot walk in faith because they don't understand the grace that is in our Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus was quoting the law when he said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart with all thy soul and with all thy mind. And then Jesus said, This is the first and great commandment. You see, this is what the first and great commandment. The first and great commandment of the law, not of grace. Praise the Lord. And he said, verse 13: And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Verse 40. Of these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now, I I love the verse forty. I want you to pay attention. He said, "Of these two commandments hang the law and the prophets." He said, "Jesus said the law and what the prophets." He didn't say grace. In other words, the essence of the law. Praise the Lord. The essence of the law. The very existence of the law. The reason why the law was given. Is on these two commandments. These two commandments were the reason the law was given. These two commandments was the reason the law was given to them, that they would love the Lord with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their mind. They would love their neighbor as themselves. That was the essence of the law. That was the reason of the law. It was based on these two scriptures. The law was developed and built upon based on these two scriptures. So he said that he said, On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So, everything the prophets were teaching, everything that Moses taught them, Jeremiah, I mean, David, the rest, all the prophets in the Old Testament, it was based on these two commandments. All they were doing is to enforce these two commandments to bring the children of Israel to the point of walking in these two commandments. And guess what? They never did follow these two commandments. They fed woefully. They could not love the Lord with all their heart. They could not love their neighbor as themselves. They were constantly breaking these two commandments until Jesus came. Jesus was the only person under the dispensation of the old covenant to fulfill these two uh, 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 commandments. Listen to me again. Jesus was the only person under the dispensation of the old covenant to fulfill these two commandments. Jesus was the only man who fulfilled these two commandments, who loved the Lord with all his heart, with all his soul, with all his mind, love his neighbor as himself. That is why he said in Matthew chapter five, "Do not think that I have come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it." He came to forfeit the demands of the Lord. These were the two scriptures that put demand on us. These were the two scriptures, that the two commandments that put demand on us. The first demand was for us to love God with all our heart, with all our souls, and with all our might. The second demand was to love our neighbor as ourselves. And nobody in the old covenant, nobody, not Moses, not David, who was called a man after God's heart, was able to forfeit these two commandments. Not Joshua, who said, "As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord." Not Daniel, who prayed three times a day. Not King Solomon, the wisest man ever lived. No, not not Elijah, prophet Elijah, who called down fire from heaven. Not Elisha. None of the prophets fulfilled this commandment. Was only Christ. Christ Jesus was the only one who fulfilled these two commandments. So when we are reading scriptures, we must read scriptures in the light of the grace of God that is given unto us. We are in the dispensation of grace. So when we read scriptures, when we study scriptures, let's study scriptures based on the light of the dispensation that we are, which is the dispensation of grace. Praise the Lord. So these two commandments, nobody could fulfill them except Christ. And these two commandments were written under the law not under the new covenant they were written under the what under the law not under the new covenant in the new com- in, in the new covenant the covenant of grace these two commandments were changed these two commandments were what they were changed these two commandments were changed thou shalt love the lord with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind the it the the God the the father changed these two commandments under the dispensation of grace and we are going to look at it in a minute but look at it to to prove that these commandments were written under the law Moses who gave them this commandment look at what Moses told them in Deuteronomy 30 verse 6 let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 30 praise the lord hallelujah please make sure you are sharing this message on your timeline please Share it on your time timeline. Invite your friends to be part of this wonderful teachings that God has given us. Praise the Lord. To be partakers of the word of life. And open your Bibles to Deuteronomy 30. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Hallelujah. I'm going to read verse 5 and 6. Deuteronomy 30, 5 and 6. Please pay attention. And the Lord thy God will bring thee into the land which thy fathers possessed. And thou shalt possess it, and he will do thee good, and multiply thee above thy fathers. Verse six, And the Lord thy God will circumcise thy heart and the heart of thy seed to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, that thou mayest live. Okay, wait a minute here. Moses gave them this commandment. But here Moses is telling them, a time is coming, that the Lord will circumcise their heart to love the Lord, their God, with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their mind that they may live. Do they see that? Now, so, Moses gave them the commandment, but he's not telling them that a time is coming. See, so what Moses was telling them here, Moses was foreseeing by the grace of God, by the help of the Holy Spirit. Moses was foreseeing the dispensation of grace. Moses was what? Moses was foreseeing the dispensation of grace. That a time is coming that God was going to circumcise the heart of the children of Israel. That includes us, the Gentiles who are not in Christ Jesus. who are We are one with the Gentiles, one man. That we will be able to love the Lord with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind. It will no longer be a commandment for us. It was a commandment in the Old Covenant because... Their hearts were not circumcised. Hallelujah. Are you getting the difference? It was a what? It was a commandment for them in the Old Testament because their heart was not circumcised to love the Lord. Their, their hearts were not circumcised to love them. So it was a commandment for them. But as for you and I, it is no longer a commandment. It is a way of life for us. Praise the Lord. It is a what? It is a way of life for us. It is part of our nature. It is our nature to love the Lord with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind. It is our nature. It is our new nature. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed. Behold, everything has become new. It It is our new nature to love the Lord with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind. But to them, that way, in the Old Covenant, it was a commandment. They were forced to love the Lord with all their heart. But for us, our hearts has been circumcised and we have the grace and the capacity to love the Lord with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind. Can somebody shout amen? Hallelujah. Say with me, I have the grace and the capacity to love the Lord with all my heart with all my soul, with all my might, and with all my strength, hallelujah. Let's say it one more time together. I have the grace, I have the capacity to love the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength, and with all my might. Glory to God, you can put that as a comment. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Are you blessed this morning? I'm so excited, I don't know about it, but I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed and so excited for the gospel of grace that the Father has circumcised my heart, that I can love him naturally. It's a natural way of life for me. It is a what? It is a natural way of life for me to love the Lord with all my heart, to love the Lord with all my soul, to love the Lord with all my strength, to love the Lord with all my might. Is a natural way of life for me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 That is your portion in the name of Jesus Christ. That is your portion in the name of Jesus Christ. So let me read Deuteronomy 30, verses again. And the Lord thy God will circumcise thy heart and the heart of thy seed. You see that? And the heart of thy seed. You see, those of us in the New Testament. Those of us under the dispensation of grace, our seed, it includes our seeds, our generation. Anyone that has made Jesus his Lord and Savior, it is automatic. The moment you have made Jesus your Lord and Savior, your heart is circumcised to love him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. But there is, there is something that you need to understand to be able to flow in that love. And that is what we are going to be talking in the next minute. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have the capacity to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul. It it is no longer somebody forcing you. It is no longer somebody begging you. It is no longer somebody, you know, shouting them, you know, you know, forcing you into that act. It's a natural way of life for you. It is a natural way of life for you to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, and with all your strength. It's a natural way of life. This is your new covenant way of life. This is what your new covenant way of life. This is your new covenant way of life. And until we understand the power of his love, until we begin to walk in love, we cannot Be fruitful as believers, as Christians, we cannot amount to anything in this kingdom until we understand the mystery of his love, until we start to walk in love. I'm telling you, everything we do in this kingdom will be nothing but waste of time. That's what the scripture says in 1 Corinthians 13. He said the greatest of it? There are three things, three things that are biased forever. He said, number one, hope, faith. And love, but the greatest is love. The greatest is what is love, and the scripture says in the same Galat- in Galatians that faith expresses itself through love. So it takes your it takes understanding of love. It takes you walking in love for your faith to deliver results. Praise the Lord. So so you see that Moses gave them the commandment and turned around and told them a time is coming. God will circumcise your heart. And that circumcision, that circumcision that Moses is talking about here, was not the circumcision of the law. It wasn't the circumcision of their first king. It was the circumcision of the new birth. Praise the Lord. It was what? The circumcision of the new birth. Moses was prophesying ahead of time what was going to happen to us under the new dispensation, under the covenant of grace. Under the covenant of grace, you and I, our house has been circumcised to love the Lord with all our hearts, with all our souls, with all our minds, and with all our strength. Can somebody shout amen? Can somebody say amen to that? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, let me show you what Jesus said concerning the new, the new covenant that is given unto us. The new covenant. John chapter 13. John gospel 13. Let's look at the new covenant. Praise the Lord. John gospel chapter 13. Verse 34. John gospel 13, 34. Look at what the scripture says. A new commandment. So now this is Jesus talking. So you noted that when Jesus was quoting Matthew 22, verse 36 going, he didn't say a new commandment. He said, this is the great commandment. Then went on to say, he went on and quoted the second commandment of the Lord. Love your neighbor as yourself. He said, these two commandments hang all the prophets and the law. But here, Jesus is talking about the commandment of grace. The new commandment of the covenant of grace. The new commandment of the gospel of grace. The new commandment that is in the kingdom right now. That is ruling right now. The new commandment that you and I have to obey. The new commandment that we have to walk in. The new commandment that we have to practice Jesus gave that new commandment. John 13, verse 34. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another. Now, most people, when they are quoting this, they they don't try to complete the whole scripture. They always stop here, that you love one another. That's the new commandment. No, that is not the new commandment. That is the second commandment that was in the law. The second commandment in the law says that, Love one another as I have loved you. But the new commandment of the Lord says this. Love one another. So the second commandment in the law says that you love one another as yourself. You love your neighbor as yourself. Point of correction: You love your neighbor as yourself. But in the new commandment, the new commandment under the dispensation of grace, he says you love one another as I have loved you. That, that makes this commandment more advanced and more powerful. Now, m- most people do understand the covenant of grace. Under this dispensation of grace, the law of grace is of a higher standard than the law of the the, the law of uh, uh, Moses. Under grace the law that is given to us is of a higher standard. That is why if you don't understand the power of grace, if you don't understand how to appropriate the grace that is in Christ Jesus, you will find yourself not able to fulfill the commandment that is given to us in the new dispensation, the dispensation of grace. Look, in the old covenant, as long as physically, they were demonstrating their love for God, it was accepted. In the old covenant, as long as physically they were demonstrating love towards their neighbor, it was accepted. So if their neighbor needed something, they give their neighbor, or if they show a sign of appreciation, a sign of love physically to their neighbor, it was accepted. Whether it was coming from their heart or not, it didn't matter. You see, that time God couldn't look into their heart. Their hearts were not right. Their their spirit man, which is the real person that has to love, the God kind of love, was not in them, was not not alive, Was was not alive, so they could not just walk in love. But if they show signs of love physically, if they demonstrated love to their neighbor, if they demonstrated a physical love to to God, it was accepted. That is how simple the laws in in the Old Covenant were. That's how simple. You just needed a physical demonstration and then you pass the test of the law. But under grace, no, it is of the heart. That's what Moses told them. God will circumcise your heart to love. You see that? Your heart to love. So when he told them in the tournament 6 verse 5, when he gave them that commandment, that shall love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all of that, he knew that they were not going to do that from their heart. They were going to do that as an obligation. Not out of love. But under the new covenant of grace, we have the capacity to love with our heart. To love with our heart. Why? Why? The, the reason why we can do that is that the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit that is given to us. Romans 5.5. 5. Let's go to the book of Romans. Praise the Lord. Place for us. This is so important. Romans chapter five, verse five. The reason why Jesus didn't say, "In under grace, love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind," is that Romans chapter five, verse five, and hope make it not ashamed, because the love of God. You see that. The love of what? The love of God. The love of the Father is brought in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. That is the reason why Jesus didn't say to us to love the Lord with all our heart, with all our souls, with all our mind. So under the dispensation of grace, the love of God is in your heart the day you made Jesus your Lord and Savior, that day the love of the Father was poured into your heart. But we don't understand this. So we are still going now telling believers to love the Lord, to love the Lord. No, that is not the right way to preach to believers. That's not the right way to preach to them. If we are still enforcing the covenant or law of the law upon them, they are never going to mature in their love work. They are not going to do what they are not going to mature in their love work. They are going to end up walking in the flesh. The commandment that was given, thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, was a commandment of the flesh, not of the spirit. It was a commandment of the flesh, it was a commandment of the letter. And we are told that the letter killed, but the spirit make it alive. Now, under grace, the love of God is poured into our heart. The love of God is in us. It's in our spirit man. We can walk in love. We can love God with all our heart, with all our souls, with all our strength. That is why the fruit of the spirit in Galatians chapter 5 begins with what? Love. It begins with what? With love. And the scripture says, walk in the spirit. Now, so when you see in Galatians chapter 5, it a walk in the spirit. He's talking about walking in the reality of your spirit. The reality of your spirit is that your spirit has the capacity to grow in the love of God, to grow in the peace of God, to grow in the faith of God, to grow in the joy of the Lord, to grow in kindness, to grow in patience, to grow in perseverance, and in endurance. Your spirit has that capacity to do that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, so and look, in the old covenant, they were taught to be meek. They were taught to, to have patience, to have all of that, to exercise all those things. But under the new covenant, these are things that have been programmed into our spirit man. Hallelujah! The love of Christ has been programmed into our spirit man. Okay, let's 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 just go to Galatians chapter 5 and read about the fruit of the spirit. Galatians chapter 5. Praise the Lord. Are you blessed this morning? I'm so blessed, so excited. What a wonderful God we serve. His word is life. His word is what? Life. Galatians chapter 5. Please let's go to Galatians chapter 5. And look at what your spirit man has been programmed to do. This is what the Holy Spirit has programmed your spirit. And anyone that has made Jesus Christ his Lord and Savior, is the same thing. The moment, no matter how sinful that man was, he, he could have been the worst sinner in his village or in his town, in his city. He could have been the rehab of his days or her days. The moment that person opened their mouth and made Jesus their Lord and Savior, these things took place in them instantly. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, Galatians 5, 22. But the fruit, he didn't say the fruits, he said the fruit of the spirit is love, is what is love. The fruit of the spirit is what is love. So the moment you and I would make Jesus our Lord and Savior, the love of Christ was poured into our spirit man. So we have the capacity and the grace and they know how to love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind. It is no longer a commandment for us. It is a lifestyle for us. That is our nature. That is what our nature. So in the, in the new covenant, our nature is to walk in love. It is, our, it is part of our nature. Our nature is to walk in love. Our nature is to love God with all our hearts, with all our souls, with all our minds. Our nature is to love our neighbor as Christ has loved us. Now listen, not as we love ourselves, as Christ has loved us. Why? Because the love of Christ is in us. Under the old covenant, the love of Christ was not in them. So they could only love their neighbor as themselves. You see that? But under grace, in the new covenant of grace, the love of the Father is us. so we can love our neighbor as Christ has loved us. Hallelujah. We can love one another as Christ has loved us, not as we feel, not as we love ourselves. So the commandment of grace is of a higher standard than the commandment of the law. Praise the Lord. So the first thing, you will notice that the fruit of the Spirit, the first thing that was programmed into you, into the new person that made Jesus his Lord and Savior, your spirit man, is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. You see that? Against such, there is no what? There is no law. These are the things that has been programmed in your spirit. And if you are conscious of these things in your spirit, no law. You have no, you, no, no law for you. No law. Against such, there is no law. And when the scripture says, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. He's talking about the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of what? The fruit of the spirit. He's talking about the fruit of the spirit, which is love. So when you walk in love, you are walking in the spirit. When you walk in joy, you are walking in the spirit. When you walk in peace, you are walking in the spirit. When you walk in gentleness, you are walking in the spirit. When you walk in long suffering, you are walking in the spirit. When you walk in perseverance, you are walking in the spirit. Meekness, temperance, you are walking in the spirit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But, you see, and in this dispensation, what is going on is that we are, we are telling Christians to be meek, to walk in meekness, to walk in joy, and all of this is we are, we are with them This is part of them. This is their new nature. They just have to recognize that this is part of them. This is what is inside their spirit man. And then they start to exercise themselves in it. And as they do that, the glory of the Father will begin to work in their lives. The glory of the father will begin to do what to work in their lives. Hallelujah. So in the new in the new dispensation, your spirit man is in love with the father. Your flesh might not know it yet. <laughs> Hallelujah. In the covenant of grace, under this new dispensation, your spirit man is in love with with the Father, your flesh may not know it. And we don't walk by the flesh, we walk by the Spirit. We do what? We walk by the Spirit, not by the flesh. We don't live according to the flesh, we live according to the Spirit. So under the dispensation of grace, your spirit man is in love with the Father. Please put that as a comment, hallelujah. that as a comment under the dispensation of the law your spirit man is in love with the father but you see most christians don't know it they don't know this so what a lot of preachers are doing is that they force them back to the commandment of the law that shall love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind and they bash their heads with this scripture, and then they are struggling they are struggling. I mean, I don't just think I can love God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind. But what the preachers have failed to tell us is that the man inside us, the real us, is capable of loving the Father. They have failed to tell us in the past that we are born of love, that the man inside us, is born of the love of the Father. They have failed to tell us the Ghost love has been poured into our hearts. Therefore, we have the capacity and the grace to love God with all our heart, with all our souls, with all our mind. They have failed to tell us that. It's, 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 it's like example, telling somebody to go and look for something whereas they already have it with them in their home where they are. If, so, if the person was to go and look for something that he cannot find, which was impossible to find, meanwhile, the thing is right there. Where they are. You We have the grace to love God with all our heart. It is no longer a commandment for us. It is our lifestyle. It is our lifestyle. It is our nature. It is our new nature to love God with all our heart. To love God with all our soul. To love God with all our mind. It is our new nature. Praise the Lord. Say with me, it is my new nature. It is my new way of life to love God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind. It is my new nature. It is my new nature. So we are not, we cannot be forced again into this commandment. This commandment is already being fulfilled. it is, is being been fulfilled in us because the love of Christ is in our heart. So Christians who think that they cannot love God, who are still struggling to love God, they don't know yet. They don't know that there's inside their spirit man. The love of Christ has been poured into their heart by the Holy Ghost. They don't know. So we need to teach them. We need to teach believers that the love of Christ is in them. We need to teach them. We need to say it continuously that they have the love of Christ in their heart. That they can walk in love. They can love the Father with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their mind. We need to teach them this. We need to say it continuously until every believer begins to walk in love. Praise the Lord. And then he said, love your neighbor. The new commandment, love your neighbor as I have loved you. As I have done what? Love you. Love your neighbor as I have loved you praise the lord praise the lord hallelujah i'm so excited I don't know about you the word of life that God is bringing to us this morning is full of power oh my i mean look look at how glorious the gospel is but lack of understanding we have complicated the gospel hallelujah Let me share this testament that the great man of God, Mars Moray, shared some time ago and one of his teachers. (laughs) A a, a young lion, for whatever reason, found himself in the company of sheep. And whenever these animals go to drink, it will follow it. And then when they see the lion coming, it will start running away. Until one day, whilst he was drinking water, he saw his picture. They said, wait a minute, this... I look like these other animals that has been chasing us around. From that day, when the lions came of so this young lion also ran away, following the sheep ran away, it stopped. And from that, they ceased to be a sheep, but entered into the company of lions. The day you will see your the reality of your new nature in Christ is the day the devil will lose his power over your life. Please put that as a, state, a comment. The day you will see the reality of your new nature in Christ, that is the day the devil will lose his power over your life. That is the day the devil will do what? The devil will lose his power over your life. You will cease to be what you are not. So most Christians think that they have to go and manufacture this love. No. That love is in you and you can love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. It is the fruit, is the first fruit of the spirit. Galatians 5, 22. But the fruit of the spirit is love. Now, please listen carefully. He's not talking about this, the fruit of your spirit here. Is the spirit here is not referring to the Holy Spirit. The spirit here is referring to your the you your spirit. The fruit of your spirit, the first fruit of your spirit is love. It's love. So you have the capacity, your spirit man, which is your heart, has the capacity, the grace to walk in love. To love God with all your heart and to love your neighbor as Christ has loved you. Man, listen carefully. This is a series we are starting. We started this today. I, I'm pleading with you to follow us through this series. Because until you understand love, what it means to walk in love, it will be difficult for the promises of God to be fulfilled in your life. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not scaring you, but that is the truth. That is the truth. The promises of God cannot be fulfilled outside love, it takes love to see the promises of God fulfilled in your life. In other words, it takes understanding of love for your faith to deliver your results. So many Christians, they have the faith, but they don't have the love. They don't have what? They don't have the love. They don't know how to walk in love. And because they don't know how to walk in love, the enemy is constantly hindering them. Praise the Lord. This is the reason why we must understand the Father's love the Father poured His love into our heart. So with this understanding, it becomes easy for you to love Him. It becomes easy for you to walk in this love. He poured His love into our heart. He poured His love into our heart. And I'm going to conclude by saying this. Let's go to Romans 5. 5. And this is so important. Listen carefully. You have a vision, you have a dream, you know God has called you to do something. God has laid something in your heart to do. Listen carefully. Romans chapter 5 verse 5. I want you to listen carefully. This is so important. We are about to run up. Is it and hope? You see the word hope? That word hope there is also translated your expectations. Your expectations. Now listen carefully. As Christians, Our expectations is this. Our expectations as Christians is this. That one day we'll be with the Lord and together we'll live with him forever and ever. That is our expectation. Now remember what Colossians says. Christ in us, the hope of what? Glory. Our expectation as believers is the hope of what? Glory. Our expectations as believers is the hope of glory. To enter into the glory of God. To live in his glory. To live with him. To be with the Lord. That is the expectation of all believers across the globe. But let me say, this is what this scripture can also mean. You can divide it. You can translate this scripture this way. It also means, as a Christian here on earth, your dreams and your visions your desires, the plan and purpose of God in your life will never be put to shame, will never come to an end if you understand that God's love has been poured into your heart. So in other words, it takes the love of God in your heart to bring your dreams and your visions to pass, to bring your expectations to pass, to bring the plan and purpose of God for your life to pass. Now, you must understand that the glory of God, eternity is part of God's plan for our lives. Eternity is part of what? It's part of God's plan for our lives. But he said this plan can never be put aside, can never be put to shame, can never come to an end, cannot fail. The plan of God, the plan of eternity cannot fail. Why? The love of God is already in us. This is how powerful it is to walk in love. So, your visions, your dreams, your aspirations cannot fail when you understand that God's love is in your heart and you start walking in that love. No matter how many devils are against you, your dreams will not fail. Your visions will not fail. The plan of God for your life will not fail. It will not fail whatever God has laid in your heart for you to do will not fail. If you come to this understanding that God's love is in your heart, God's love is in your heart, and you start walking in that love, your dreams, your visions, your expectations will not fail, will not fail, will not fail, will not fail fail in the name of Jesus Christ. I prophesy over you right now. I decree concerning your life. Your expectations will not fail. Your dreams will not fail. Your expectations will not fail. Your dreams will not fail. Your dreams will not fail. Your dreams will not fail, will not fail. in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Do you see the power of understanding that God's love is in you? Do you see that? It, 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 you see, the love of Christ in you is connected to your dreams and your visions. Please write this statement down. Put it, put it as a comment the love of christ in you the love of christ in your heart is connected to your dreams and your visions and understanding that god's love is in your heart that you have the capacity to walk in this love that you can love god with all your heart with all your soul with all your strength with all your might will start bringing to pass the manifestations of your dreams the manifestations of your expectations, the manifestations of your plans, the plan and purpose of God for your life. That is how powerful God's love is. That is how powerful God's love is. That is how powerful God's love is. So let me say this to you. When you step into the love of Christ that is in your heart, no devil can stop you. You become unstoppable. Say with me, I am unstoppable because God's love has been poured into my heart by the Holy Spirit. Say it again, I am unstoppable because God's love has been poured into my heart by the Holy Spirit. My dreams and visions cannot fail because God's love has been poured into my heart by the Holy Spirit. It's so vital and so important for us as new covenant believers to understand this mystery. So we go to church, they teach us, they tell us, walk in love. You must love the Lord. You must do this. But what they have failed to tell us is this love that they are talking about is already inside us. This love that they are talking about is already in our spirit man, And we just need to start exercising this love. We start exercising it. And the more we exercise this love, the more this love will grow. The more we exercise this love, the more this love will grow. The more we exercise this love, love, the more it will grow why? Because it's a fruit. It's a what is a fruit. It's a seed in us. It's a fruit that will grow. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm so excited. I cannot fail. No, I am walking in love. I cannot be a failure. I cannot fail in ministry. I cannot fail. It never It is absolutely impossible. I cannot fail. I am walking in love. And the scripture says, love never what fails. Did you see that? Love never fails. Love never fails. Love never fails. So begin to walk in that love that is in you. Begin to develop that love that is in you. Walk in love towards the brethren. Walk in love towards the brethren manifest the the love of Christ that is in you towards the brethren and you will see all your expectations come to pass, you will see all your dreams coming to pass, glory to God, hallelujah glory to God, hallelujah I'm so excited, the love of God cannot fail the love of God can't do what? the love of God cannot fail love cannot fail love cannot fail love cannot fail, love cannot fail. Love cannot fail. Is very vital, very important for you to understand. Love cannot fail. In Luke 22, Jesus told Peter, he said, the enemy is desiring you to shift and blow you like wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith faileth not. So faith can fail, but love cannot fail. Love cannot do what? Cannot fail. And hope maketh not a shame. Why? Because the love of Christ is poured into your heart by the Holy Spirit. Your expectations will not fail. Your desires will not fail. Your dreams and visions will not fail. The plan and purpose of God for your life will not fail. Why? Because God's love is in you. All you need to do is activate that love. Begin to exercise that love. Give that love a chance. Give that love a chance. Give that love a chance. chance. As you start to exercise this love towards God and towards the brethren, you will see all your dreams and visions coming to pass. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Are you blessed this morning? So when you when you read Matthew Matthew uh, twenty two verse thirty six, understand that statement was referring to the law, but under the gospel of grace, the new covenant of grace, that law love of Christ, to love him, to love the Father with all your heart is in your heart. The love of God is in your heart. You can love him freely. It is no longer a commandment for you and I. That is why Jesus never gave us that commandment. That's what he said. A new commandment I give you. That you love one another as I have loved you. Let's just refresh our minds in John 14, John 13, 34. John 14, 34. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. You see that you love one another. You love one another. He didn't say love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Why? Because that love is already in us. We can love him with all our heart, with all our soul, and we can love the brethren. We can love one another as Christ has loved us. Walk in love and then your dreams and visions will never fail. They will come to pass in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I've been blessed by the word of life this morning. And if you have been listening to me and you have not made Jesus your Lord and Savior, let me say this to you. The love of God is not in your spirit. The love of God is not in your heart. You can't walk in this love. And because you cannot walk in love, your dreams, your desires, your expectations will surely fail. They will surely what? Fail. So if you want your dreams, your expectations, and your desires not to fail, and if you want your expectation of making it to heaven, spending all eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ, then say this simple prayer with me. Lord Jesus Christ, I receive you today as my Lord and Savior forgive me my sins. Come into my heart. Wash me with your precious blood. Write my name in the book of life. Baptize me right now with the Holy Spirit and with evidence of speaking in tongues. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for accepting me into the beloved. By this confession, I know I am born again. I am cleansed. I am sanctified. My sins are forgiven